This is Made in Montana News for the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. For the fifth straight day, there were no new cases of coronavirus reported in Montana on Monday, and the last eight cases have been linked to one individual. We'll have more on that in an instant. There were 22 people with active cases of COVID-19, including three people in the hospital, according to the Montana Department of Health and Human Services. Sixteen people with COVID-19 have died in the state. That recent outbreak of COVID-19 in Ravalli County has been linked to one man, an employee of an exclusive golf and country club in Hamilton. Eight people who recently tested positive for COVID-19 are employees of the Stock Farm Club near Hamilton. That's according to the general manager and chief operating officer, Steve Buck. Quote, when one employee wasn't feeling well, we immediately notified the Ravalli County Health Department for guidance and closed the stock farm, Buck said in a statement. The club reopened on Friday. The first person who fell ill, a man in his 50s, was hospitalized on May 17th. He was released on Saturday. Seven more employees tested positive and were isolated, according to the county. County officials have said those seven additional cases involve two men in their 60s, two in their 20s, and three between the ages of 10 and 19. None of them had any symptoms. A court ruling that allows election ballots to be counted as long as they are postmarked by June 2nd is being challenged by Montana Attorney General Tim Fox. State law says that only ballots that have arrived by the date of the election can be counted, but State District Judge Donald Harris on Friday temporarily suspended that state law that says the ballots must be received in a county election office by 8 p.m. on Election Day. Now, ballots that are postmarked by June 2nd can still be counted as long as they arrive by the following Monday, June 8th. That's also the date for receipts of ballots from military and overseas voters. Harris said the inconsistency in how long it takes the U.S. Postal Service to deliver a mail ballot presented a significant burden to absentee voters. Mail in some parts of Montana can take up to five business days to make its way from a voter to an election office. Harris said that can confuse people who are used to income tax filings or property tax payments that are allowed to be postmarked on the due date. Voters also may assume mail will be delivered to a location in their town in a day or two, which isn't always the case because of centralized processing centers. The ruling, according to Attorney General Tim Fox, creates inequity between the voters who have mailed their ballots in early, in compliance with the deadline, who might otherwise have waited, and those who waited and are now able to submit on Election Day. In his brief, Fox said the court was writing laws in place of the state legislature. Attorneys for the state also argued in the case that the ballot deadline laws are needed to prevent voter fraud and ensure quick and accurate counts. A federal judge has stopped the Trump administration from increasing domestic oil and gas output from public lands, saying the Department of Interior failed to protect sage-grouse habitat. 
Judge Brian Morris has canceled energy leases on more than 470 square miles of public land in Montana and Wyoming. That means officials will have to return millions of dollars in sales proceeds to the companies that purchased the leases. The judge said the Interior Department did not do enough to encourage development in areas outside areas with greater sage-grouse. The leases at issue had already been invalidated in other cases pending in other courts. The latest ruling handed down Friday appears to go further and strike at the administration's broader energy policies. Quote, the errors here have occurred at the beginning of the oil and gas lease sale process, infecting everything that followed. That's according to Judge Morris. Sage grouse range across parts of 11 U.S. states and two Canadian provinces. Their numbers have fallen due to energy development, disease, and other factors. Mike Freeman, a attorney for various environmental groups, said the case could affect more than a million acres of leases in addition to those covered by the ruling and could extend to Utah, Colorado, Nevada, Wyoming, and Montana. The states of Wyoming and Montana and the Western Energy Alliance, an energy industry group, have intervened in the case on the side of the Trump administration. The University of Montana has changed plans and has joined Montana State University, Carroll College, and other Montana schools in planning to end the fall semester on Wednesday, November 25th, which is the day before Thanksgiving. The semester will start on Wednesday, August 19th, about two weeks early. University of Montana President Seth Bodner explained that officials want to eliminate the need to return to campus in November and then leave again around December 15th. Students will still be leaving campus on the busiest travel day of the year. Quote, aiming to finish by Thanksgiving so that students could go back, celebrate with their families, and not have to have the complexity of coming back onto campus was an important factor of the decision. That's University President Seth Bodner. Bodner says officials are planning for a second wave of COVID-19 illness, quote, trying to ensure that we are prepared for that and we adapt proactively as well as we can is also a key factor. The date changes means spring semester 2021 will start sooner with classes resuming on January 11th. Yellowstone National Park officials are hoping visitors will take simple precautions. Wash hands, keep a safe distance apart, wear protective face coverings in public, and stay away from animals, and also not wander off trails and boardwalks. Quote, we can't keep the public away from bison and bears every year at full staffing levels. So the notion that we're going to keep every human six feet apart is ridiculous. That's according to Yellowstone Superintendent Cam Sholley. Early indications are that some members of the public are not taking personal responsibility in Yellowstone. A photo-taking woman who stumbled into scalding water had sneaked into the park on May 12th, six days before it reopened. And two days after Yellowstone reopened, a bison knocked over and hurt a woman near Old Faithful. 
Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks officials say a mountain biker was attacked by a grizzly bear Monday near Big Sky. FWP spokesperson Morgan Jacobson said the man was able to walk away and find help. He was airlifted to a hospital with injuries to his face and back. He's in stable but critical condition. Jacobson said the attack did not appear to be predatory, and the man, in his 60s, had probably surprised the bear after rounding a sharp corner. Authorities are not searching for the bear. Jacobson reminded people in bear country to keep bear spray, stay in groups, watch for signs of animals, and keep away from areas with animal carcasses. Using recent data from the U.S. Bureau of Economic Analysis, the Tax Foundation has issued a report that shows exactly how much your money is worth across the country. Montana ranks 24th with a dollar worth a dollar five and 71 cents in purchasing power. Mississippi is first at a dollar 16. Neighboring Arkansas and Alabama are second and third. Closer to home, Idaho is 23rd and Wyoming is 25th. Hawaii is last in the survey. A dollar there buys 84 cents. According to the study by this measure, if you have a $50,000 a year income in after-tax income in Mississippi, you would have to have after-tax earnings of $68,000 in the District of Columbia just to be able to afford the overall standard of living. In sports, the Big Sky women's and men's basketball teams will compete in a 16-game conference schedule during 2020 and 2021. The specifics are still uncertain. The Big Sky basketball schedules will begin on or after New Year's Eve. Officials say that geographic proximity will be considered to determine which six opponents each school plays twice and which four opponents each team will play once. The previous conference schedule was a 20-game double-round-robin slate that began early in December and resumed then after Christmas. All 11 teams from both the men's and women's basketball will still advance to the Big Sky tournaments. For the third straight year, that will be at the CenturyLink Arena in Boise, March 8th through the 13th. Montana State Director of Athletics Leon Costello says limiting travel either for Big Sky or non-conference games would alleviate scheduling issues. The Big Sky is made up of programs in eight states. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on anchor.fm slash j-scott or on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. The podcast now has listeners in 15 countries on six continents. Made in Montana news is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountain Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. That's Made in Montana news. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.